The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. What a delight it is to see you all. And before we turned on the recording, just talking a little bit about where we're from. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of corny, right? But I still get this little thrill that, oh, we're from all over the place. And here we are meeting in this, these Zoom Zendos or somewhere up in the cloud. I don't know, however we might imagine it. So warm welcome, wherever you might be. And even if it happens to be Wednesday for you rather than Tuesday, <laughs> I'm thinking of Mari Christine, who's in, she's already in next week. She's over down in Australia. So what I want to talk about today is something that's a little bit different than what we often think about when we think about loving kindness. I know when I'm teaching about loving kindness, I, I'm often thinking about and talking about like, you know, softening and opening um, this kind of, and being less reactive. And so this, this maybe this gentle side of practice, this gentle side of uh, human nature. But today I'd like to talk a little bit about strength. And, and maybe I'll come at it from this particular angle that sometimes we have this um, have this concern of being strong. It's not always our concern, but this is just one little piece that I lo- like to look at right now, is that we're afraid of maybe concerned that our strength will push other people away or will isn't quite what's expected from us. And so as a result, we don't stand up for ourselves. We don't state clearly our understandings, our feelings, our discomforts. Or as or maybe we don't give expression to our enthusiasm. You know, so in some of these ways we might feel like, oh, we have to hold back and diminish maybe our energy, our strength, or our power. We may be concerned maybe that others will reject us or see us as conceited or might consider that we're troublesome in some kind of way. So in some ways, it's we're concerned about what others might think about us. Or it might be we might be concerned about what we might do if we actually are strong. Like, what, what if we really are capable? What if we really are able to meet what's arising, meet our experiences? It might be different than what other people around us are doing. It might be different than what people expect of us. It might be a little bit different than how things were handled in and while we were growing up or what we see, what we saw being modeled or being expressed or maybe we might have a feeling that mm, some ways maybe it's not clearly articulated but there's this maybe this idea in the back of the mind that we don't really have a right to be fully exist and to completely show up and so somehow there might be this way in which we're 
not really should show up in a strong way or maybe even not worthy of being strong, something in this kind of vein. Or maybe we just have this general belief that any kind of strength for any person is dangerous somehow, that strength and danger get uh, conflated and linked together. There's a number of reasons why we might be holding back. We might be afraid of our strength. We might this be afraid of the power that we might have or the power that we do have, feeling like we have to dim ourselves or diminish in some kind of way in order for others to in order to help us so that we don't scare other people away, right? That they don't um, become intimidated or concerned or something. Well, clearly, as part of the Buddhist practice is to develop our strength. And this gets expressed in a number of different ways, including loving kindness. But I'm going to talk about just a little bit that um, some of the Buddhist qualities, some of the qualities that the Buddha encouraged us to cultivate is ardency, atapa and poly, this kind of like sticking to itedness, maybe this perseverance, aditana in the Pali language, maybe this courageous effort, virya in the Pali language, or just power, bala in Pali. So these different words, these different expressions of being strong, we see show up in different ways. But what we discover is that as we cultivate these maybe different qualities, and with them as we attain and experience these growing degrees of inner freedom, including freedom from conceit, including freedom from this overly self-concern and self-obsession. They go together, more freedom, less self-obsession. They definitely go together. But when we um, experience and attain, and I'm saying attain as, uh, as, we, as our practice matures, there tends to be more freedom and less self occupation maybe these individuals are experienced and depicted as powerful not because they have power over others but because they have some degree of power over themselves or maybe they don't seem like they're out of control or something like this so this greater freedom which also comes with greater ease and greater happiness. Less preoccupation with oneself. And, and I don't want to say that preoccupation with oneself is terrible, awful and bad, and we should never have that. Because sometimes we do need to take care of ourselves. And we need to make ourselves the focus. But if our whole lives is nothing but taking care of ourselves, then we're not going the direction towards more and more freedom. 
So loving kindness practice is a way in which we can discover some of our strengths and is a way in which sometimes it does take some courageous effort maybe to extend loving kindness towards those people that um, we don't know or people that have been difficult for us. Maybe it takes some aditana, it takes some perseverance to stick with this practice. It doesn't show immediate results. It isn't immediately 100% of the time fun and peaceful and easy. Sometimes it is, but, you know, sometimes it isn't also. So both the sticking to the loving kindness practice and just the loving kindness practice itself is a way that can help us feel some stability, which is a sense, is a power, is a strength, right? To have to not be pushed around so much is a strength. To know that, okay, maybe this was a rough time. These are some difficulties, but I'm going to try again. Maybe later or some other time or whatever it might be. If it's with loving kindness practice, if it's with happy hour, okay, maybe I had a terrible experience. I'll try again. This is a kind of a strength of power. And as we do that, we start to find more freedom. And then we start to have less fear. We start to trust ourselves. Trust that we can meet whatever it is that's arising. So loving kindness practice and not being afraid of our strength. We all have some strength and we all probably could cultivate some more unless you're completely awakened, right? So to not be afraid of it, not feel like we have to diminish ourselves. And and part of this strength and part of this freedom is also to not have this conceit that and better than others, or this goes with this. This goes with this cultivation. So with that as an introduction, let's do some loving kindness practice. Mm, so taking a meditation posture, a posture that brings a certain amount of stability, but also some comfort and some ease. Meditating while in a lot of pain is a different experience than meditating with some comfort and ease or just a little bit of discomfort. As best you can, sometimes our bodies have pain and we can't have it be otherwise. But if it's possible to find a way in which there can be some ease.
feeling the pressure against the body where the body is sitting in contact with the chair, the cushion, the couch, whatever it might be. Feeling the pressure against the buttocks, the legs, the feet. Bringing some awareness to the sensations in the face. Run the eyes, the jaw. Bringing a little bit of softness or relaxation without forcing it to happen, but just allowing it to bubble up. Bringing attention to the shoulders, moving them away from the ears, the upper back and lower back. The chest. Valley, Tuning into the sensations of breathing. Feeling the expansion and contraction of the breath of the body while it breathes. And when the mind wanders, you just very simply, gently begin again.
And then to start our loving kindness practice. Bringing to mind a lovable being. Starting where it's easy. There's no reason to not start where it's easy. Allowing ourselves to be filled up, nourished with this warm heartedness, this care, goodwill, love, kindness we have for a lovable being. Whether it's an imaginary kitten, somebody in our life with whom we have a easy and complicated relationship or somebody that inspires us or has touched us with their writings or teachings. Bringing the lovable being to mind and connecting with them without straining. And to support the cultivating, cultivation of loving kindness, can repeat these phrases. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease.
connecting with the lovable being. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And then to expand our loving kindness to a good friend. Maybe sometimes there's a little bit of misunderstandings, but there are friends, someone we care about. Bring this person to mind. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. Sometimes our friends 
Help us with our strength. They believe in us sometimes when we might be having doubts. We extend loving kindness towards our good friends. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. Allowing ourselves to be nourished, supported by this feeling of loving kindness. Sometimes we might be dismissive or overlook these warm feelings, but they can be tremendous support and a source of strength and power. And to extend our loving kindness for ourselves. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease.
Sometimes we chip away at our self-confidence, criticize ourselves, undermine ourselves. Can we instead extend some warm-heartedness to ourselves? Extend some care, some love. May I be saved. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. And a tremendous support for strength and stability is equanimity. So we'll do a little bit of equanimity practice. For this, bringing to mind somebody that you care about. And they're a little bit troublesome or irksome sometimes. Not the most difficult person in your life, but somebody who's maybe annoying or irritating at times, or just bothersome in some kind of way. Bringing this person to mind, and we'll say a different phrase. I wish you happiness and I cannot make your choices for you.
I wish you happiness and I cannot make your choices for you. I wish you happiness and I cannot make your choices for you. Helping us to draw boundaries. Helping us to recognize that we can't control everything. I wish you happiness and I cannot make your choices for you.
So this idea of having strength. And sometimes we're a little bit uh, reticent or concerned or fearful of our strength. And to be sure, there's wisdom that needs to go with strength, but it's not something to deny ourselves or to pretend that we don't have. But can we do this in a way that creates the conditions for more freedom for ourselves and for those around us? Not in a way that is um, diminishes our freedom, our peace, our ease, our capacity, or for others. So, of course, not to lord it over others, but as a way maybe to serve, to be some stability when others are having difficulties, to having stability when we are having difficulties and not lashing out, not saying those maybe unskillful thoughts that arise when we feel threatened or feel hurt by what somebody has said or done. So this recognition that it's part of this path of practice is to have this increased strength, peace, unity, unity, but also stability and not being pushed around, maybe is one way to talk about it. So it can be helpful with the, to talk with others about this idea of an loving kindness practice and strength, like how do they support each other? How do they work together? So I'd like to put you into some breakout rooms where you'll have an opportunity to talk with some other people and explore this, the, the relationship between loving kindness, warm-heartedness, and strength. And Also, maybe we'll sprinkle in this idea of, you know, sometimes we're afraid of our strength. We're afraid of what we might be capable of. Maybe then people have high expectations of us or that um, I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe we, maybe we just, our life experience has taught us that to be strong is not a good thing. So, so let me, I'm just going to, Balance the rooms here a little bit. And then you'll be in groups of three or four. And it can be helpful to just say one thing and then let it go to the next person. And they say one thing, then it goes to the next person, they say one thing, and then it comes back around. And by then you will have heard what some other people have to say, and maybe you have some new ideas. So it's less about you informing everybody about what you know, And it's more about creating the conditions in which everybody might um, have a new understanding or a new way of thinking things or a new way of considering something. So if it's helpful, you can go in the order of um, alphabetical order. Okay, so let's see. Let me look at uh, how long we'll be in the rooms. Yep, we'll be in there for 13 minutes. So here we go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Does anybody have a comment or question or something they'd like to share?
Yes, uh, Mima. Um, I want to thank my group so much for being here tonight. Um, the support I got um, and the reminders for um, equanimity, especially um, knowing that somebody makes their own choices and um, and it takes strength to watch um, and not not say all that you want to say. Yeah. Um, but they they just offered. And they lent so much support and love and compassion. So I want to thank them for being there for me. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, Mima. Very nice, very nice. Jerry, did I see that you had your hand up? Or I did have my hand up, but then I thought maybe I should just make it tight and to the point. Ditto uh, to what was just said. So uh, uh, I, I do find these small groups, they, uh, they take away from the existential sense of aloneness that we all have on this planet. So, uh, very grateful. Nice, nice. Thank you. Thank you. And Eileen, as we kind of close that evening up. Just real quickly, in my group, we were talking about... Um, using these phrases they can become kind of like do-it-yourself brainwashing like you're the brainwash you're brainwashing yourself so you're the brainwasher and the brainwashee but we're getting brainwashed one way or another in our lives so may as well do it this way and do it skillfully that's what came up in our (laughs) brainwashing okay okay and maybe in some ways you're right it feels a little funny to say that right but uh but you're right. I like what you're saying, Eileen. We are getting brainwashed by the media, you know, all this, all this stuff. Yeah. So let's 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 take it in our own hands, so to speak. Okay. Thank you. Thank you all. What a what a delight it is to practice together. So, with a deep bow of appreciation, and if you'd like, you can unmute and we can say goodbye in this kind of raucous way. So, goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Diana. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Diana. Bye, Colin Delma. You're welcome. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Ha, <laughs>